Hello, hello. It's Shafa. We're back again. Uh, I'm coming at you uh, on a Tuesday today because, you know, we're uh, coming off a, uh, another executive retreat with the Pun About List boys. Um, they're good boys. They're good boys, people. Check out their show. Um, but, you know, we come back to the city. What do we find? Uh, just right off the bat, Donda comes out and the Felix Biederman collaboration not on the album. After all the, all the texts of Kanye saying... Felix, I admire you so much. We're both Chicago icons. Like, let's collab. You're on the album. Like, yo, we're, we're, we're doing... Uh... <laughs> well, what was the name? What, was the name here? what would be a good name for the Felix Biederman, Kanye West collaboration Resell track? Resell Pussy. <laughs> but yeah. This is about having sex with your, your friend's wife. <laughs> Just unceremoniously dumped from the album. Yeah. No indication. No warning. Uh, you know, blaming it on the record label. But, you know, we sue you. I mean, like... This is just what happens when two Geminis try to collaborate. That's four faces. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm dreading the moment when all those hero, ferocious Felix stands go to his childhood home and put uh, signs up in front of it as an, uh, in a vicious <laughs> that act was of graffiti. So, that was so funny. For people who don't know, um, Drake fans went to Kanye's childhood home and put up like the graffiti that George H.W. Bush wrote on <laughs> On a, on a piece of cardboard in The Simpsons. It was like, bad neighbor. He's mean to Drake. <laughs> they didn't even tag the house. Yeah. Just put up placards. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're, we're back in the city. Uh, we're recording it from our, uh, basically our new living space and studio um, in the Barclays Center. I'm now living in Kevin Durant's locker. But, you know, the, ne- the next episode... Um, we're working on it right now. It's probably going to come out three months from now. There's going to be a long break, but we're going to change the game with our next episode drops. It'll be six hours long, and it will be, similar to Donda, the best podcast uh, guest spot that Fivio Foreign has ever had in his entire career. Absolutely. But, you know, uh, we're back here, um, and I guess uh, right off the bat, um, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, said strong, we're in Afghanistan, over. All, everyone evacuated. We're out. But don't worry, folks. We'll still blow up children. Yeah, yeah no, no. I mean, that's yeah. the Biden guarantee. I, I Kids are we'll going to get murder an entire family. Yeah, like, like, literally people with visas. Literally people who are, like, figuring out how to come here because they're given visas. You know, it's like, look, we're still the United States of America. And, like, you know, it's just like, oh, 13 soldiers, like, got to balance those skills. Just fucking just wiped out a whole family with a drone yeah. strike. And they're like, yeah, um, take that, ISIS. Yeah. Take that, ISIS-K. But um, I guess like the the big thing now is that it's funny like uh, there, there's no more whining or complaining about it because like that that airport no more flights coming in or out of there. Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they close the uh, they close the Auntie Annie's. Uh, it's over. No more Hudson News. <laughs> the, Hudson, yeah, the Taliban is doing a mass burning of Vogue magazine and James Patterson novels. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, so it's funny like now that the, now that everyone's out of there. Um, now the big thing to whine and complain about is all the inanimate objects we left behind. And I'm just seeing all of these like, uh, like infographics about like, all the shit we left behind in Afghanistan. And uh, Let me see this. Uh, bring it up here. Yeah, 22,000 Humvees, 150 mine-proof vehicles, 42,000 pickup trucks and SUVs. Um, could you imagine what those mine-proof vehicles could do in America? <laughs> yeah, they're... they're, they're, they're there's some suburban, uh, there's some suburban police department that could have used uh, the M1 Abrams tank. Yeah, I am. I paid to be a deputy for the Naperville Sheriff's Department, and we always do expeditions to Passchendaele, and there are still mines there. Uh, let's hear. 162,000 radios, 
16,000 night vision goggles, 126,000 pistols. I mean, the this Taliban- country doesn't have enough pistols. <laughs> That's like one thing. We probably should go in to get those. I'm just, uh, it's, it's reading a clip here. It says, like, uh, there's some asshole saying, uh, this from Kevin Myers' latest column is sobering. But not even Biden's direst critics could have predicted that he would provide the Taliban with around 350 state-of-the-art military helicopters. State-of-the-art means like they were made in the 70s. Yeah. That, that's the state-of-the-art if you're talking about a Blackhawk. Um, so he says, so making it the Taliban, the owner of the world's fourth largest military helicopter fleet. Damn. I, I mean, I shudder to think. I mean, like, they're, they're, doing, what, they're so, doing the the, the Ride of the Valkyrie scene in Apocalypse Now to uh, the west coast of the United States what, what did next the, week. What did the owner of the world's largest military helicopter arsenal accomplish <laughs> in the same country <laughs> like nothing nothing is a i think it's nothing but it says here uh ahead of any nato country aside from the usa and behind only russia and china indeed taliban now has three times as many attack helicopters as the uk <laughs> i think they can take them and i think yeah. frankly they should yeah biden also threw in a few dozen light attacked aircraft thousands of armored personnel characters 55 battle tanks, 1,000 mortars, and 110,000 automatic rifles, plus four Hercules transports for good luck. Not so much Lend-Lease as Wander-Squander. Wow, how sobering. And, and like, we would, these were not wasted before. Yeah. There's <laughs> they were doing us a lot squ- of good. There's, there's nothing being squandered in this country. Yeah. It's like, the main thing. All that stuff there, it definitely helped the uh, army that we had spent 20 years building up put up a real fight against the Taliban. You know what those super transporters were doing? They were ferrying American fast food from Bagram to, to <laughs> FOBs. It's literally what they, they were doing. They were essentially doing. Uber X's. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, um, we got to talk about this. Our, girl, our, our boy, Representative Clay Higgins. Yeah, you know that's oh, right. Oh you, oh, you know he mad about that military equipment, huh? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm getting crap. I'm going madder than a gator at a dentist right now, thinking about all all that precious military equipment that you're going down the train. Clay Higgins pr- made probably, I'd say, like the best speech in American history today. Yeah, absolutely. You like safe to say it's yeah. better than anything. Yeah, speaking speaking in front of the House Freedom Caucus, I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Matt Matt can interpret it, but he said, "Let me tell you." What would be a good start for the people of Louisiana? Speaking, of course, about the Category 5 hurricane that just slammed into the Gulf Coast. No. Leaving parts of yeah. Louisiana apparently without pa- electricity for, like, probably the next couple months. Yeah, yeah no, it's indefinite. They <laughs> like said, indefinite- we, we don't know when it can come back. And if you left the state, don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. He says, <laughs> start searching those help wanted pages wherever you ended up. Yeah. Change your name. You know, maybe go to New York. Claim the name of a guy that you fought in the Korean War with. (laughs) Find a fur model. Let me tell you what would be a good start for the people of Louisiana. $85 billion worth of military equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. What are you going to do with it? Like, what are you, like, is that where, like, folks, is it going to be like, I mean, last time when you had to, when you guys euthanized fucking hospital patients who you couldn't transport (laughs) from Katrina, I guess this time instead of a towel, you could use a fucking M1 Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, just we could we could expedite the process of of triage so much more effectively if we just murked people. Give every doctor and every nursing home attendant a fucking uh, uh, a Beretta. He says uh, it would be good to start eighty five billion worth of military equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. And Matt, as you pointed out, like if we had stayed in Afghanistan, it would still be there. It in would, Afghanistan. Yeah, they're not bringing it over here. 
to do what? Clear mines <laughs> around Lake Pontchartrain? Guys, we left Delta Force over there. Imagine how valuable they could be fighting the hurricane. Yeah. I mean, I guess what? Like, you just have people live, like, in them? Or, like, you make a house out of uh, uh, Humvees? Chinook helicopters. Yeah, you, you just stack them on top of each there? other. Yeah. yeah. That's modular living. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe a hurricane is, like, the only condition an Osprey can actually fly in. <laughs> Seems to crash any other condition at all. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like only someone with 180 IQ who's read 10,000 <laughs> books in the last month yeah. can really can really see through the issues like yeah. Ray Higgins. And the and the other thing that's going on right now is this like did you see that lady who was like she was a, some blue check who works for some like crackpot like Christian news agency who was just passing along stories. Yeah. Just absolute just mind palace just make believe about like there was a bus full of American women <laughs> with visas like American citizens who were on a school bus going to the Kabul airport, and they were like, nah, sorry, too late. And the Taliban took the school bus and killed everyone on the side. Well, you see, what happened was they flashed their highlights, and that's a game signal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they got, they got uh, the local Taliban commander got on the horn and told them that if the bus went below 50 miles an hour, it was going to blow up. Pop quiz, hot shot. Do, do you think she got the, because I saw those, do you think she got them from like, you know, they're just like going around. Uh, who's the dying pundit? What's his website again? Jim Hoff, the gateway pundit. Oh, gateway pundit. Like going around like shit, like gateway pundit and like emails. Or is it just like she just organically was like, time to write some fiction. <laughs> I wonder about the gateway. I was thinking about him because all these conservative uh, uh, radio guys are just dropping like flies, right? Like they're, 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 they have the courage of their conviction to not get the vaccine because it's that courage of conviction that gives them the power to like talk on the radio for eight hours a day starting at four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If they got the vaccine, they just would, they halfway through their, their fucking uh, a lot of time, they'd be like, I don't fucking care, man. I quit. But they all, they're all dying for the cause. And I just wonder is what about the gateway pundit? This guy who is dying every moment of his life, uh, who's like has a baboon heart <laughs> and it's like recurrent sepsis. Like he has to know like COVID will absolutely kill him the second he, he catches it. I wonder if he's he's committed to it. I, Matt, think, he, I think he's probably like like publicly he's like, I don't, you know, I'm not stop, I'm not like stopping anything I was doing. I'm not getting the fucking shot. But in reality, probably living in the Magneto prison. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how he's doing it. Yeah. That's how he's squaring the circle. Um, so, yeah, Matt, actually, I was at, because, like, dude, like, I, I just look online today, there's, like, like four more talk radio And hosts, another just, one. And another one. <laughs> another and I was thinking about what you said to me over the weekend. You were like, you were like, I sincerely believe that if you're one of these guys and you're, like, you're, like, inveighing against the vaccine, ripping masks off people's face, going to school boards and like, you know, like, uh, like coughing in the face of kids yeah. to prove that like it's safe to do so. Um, and like, and then, and then you get COVID. You're, and then like, you're like, please pray, please pray for my husband. Just choking out your last breath on a ventilator. If in your last moments, you're like, I, please give me the vaccine. You will, you will, you will, ne- you will not enter the gates of Valhalla. Nope. You will not no. enter the hall of Odin. Burn in hell for eternity. <laughs> you don't get drag <laughs> queen story hour with RuPaul forever. Congratulations. Yeah. You didn't have the faith, but yeah, you're going, yeah, you are like, you sort of think it's heaven. It's a football game, 
but it's just a never-ending kneeling. Yep, you Everyone keep waiting the for the game to start. Kneeling. They keep waiting for the game to start. Team comes out and they just kneel and they just won't stop kneeling. No, it's, it's like a dream where like you're like you're you're trying to call someone or or, or like, like you you left something somewhere. You're trying to get somewhere, but like so, somehow in the dream, it never you never achieve the thing yep. that you're trying to do, and it's yep. like that forever. Yep, where yeah. never get the football. Have if you don't ask for the if you're like. Your last words are, I don't, I didn't have COVID. Yeah. Uh, you get to go to the handsome hamburger party <laughs> yep. every day for yep. eternity. You get to eat a ice cold uh, 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 Big Mac next to President Trump. <laughs> he, he, he pats you on the back. He calls you Big Man. <laughs> no, but like, like and, and, and after you're dead, if, if your family observes the correct rituals and burial rites, and by that I mean demanding that the uh, mortuary not list COVID as your cause of death, and then even, even are asking funeral parlors to change the official death certificate issued by the state. Yeah. Uh, no, like, like that, is, that is an important part of the ritual that will, like, that will ferry your soul across the River Six yep. into the... Into the, uh, the hallowed the hallowed feasting halls of Odin yep. and Freya. Yeah. You will be among the honored dead in Stovacor. Yep. You, you, that, that, is, that is a battle, doodle, battle duty, and honor, mm-hmm. the Klingon way. Yep. But yeah, like some of these people, some of these babies, like, you know, they lose face in the last moment. Sorry. No, no, this was a test. Yep. This was the test. You chose wrong. You failed. Oh, the other thing, of course, was did you see uh, did you see Milo saying he's dying of COVID and then showing like posting things on like Parlor or Gab or Getter or one of these like you know boutique uh, social media outlets, injecting himself with the uh, ivermectin. Yeah, uh, that's total bullshit. Oh I, no, uh, what? complete horseshit. Like, that would re- wait. Well, no, it's horse uh, paste <laughs> actually. Uh, but that would require him to be doing something for attention. That's ridiculous. Why would he do that? Why Why would he just want people to pay attention to him? I mean, like Tucker. Like Ron DeSantis, like all these guys, like he has gotten 15 vaccinations so far. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, no, but uh, just the, the other thing now that like, you know, like, like for, for, all, for all of the, the braying about what it, like, you know, I, I saw, uh, what's that guy, that guy's name, Richard Engel, like a fucking, uh, like on CNN saying that this is the worst capitulation of Western values in our history, which is like, uh, I didn't know Afghanistan was part of the West. Well, but, the, the, the values are imposing them on other people. That's the, that is the actual Western value, is making other people I mean, uh, act like you at seen, gunpoint. We've seen Peter Baker in the New York Times you know, just be like, I, I've, I've talked to experts on the war in Afghanistan um, who all serve on the board of directors at Raytheon, <laughs> and they all agree that this is the worst foreign policy decision ever made by a U.S. president. Yeah. And you know, like all the talk about our state national honor all of the just like every single afghan person who was killed is but you know like during the course of this evacuation they're going to th- you know ram that to the hilt these 13 american soldiers i mean we the funny thing about that is like look we all knew it was like i mean honestly there's a lot of questions about that bombing in the first place you know, like uh, they were like isis isis they were like all like literally like we're going to bomb this gate at the airplane, airport and then they were just like, no, let's leave it open. Yeah. And then all weird. those guys got through Taliban checkpoints. And then also a lot of the Afghans that were killed after that bombing were just sprayed with gunfire. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, we're not hearing stories about their lives or like their Amer- families crying. American over. excellence. Uh, you hear a firecracker, you hear a car uh, backfire and you just spray it down. But for all of that, for all of like this, we've documented over the last like two, three weeks on this show, the show, like, the, the unified media, just like the hegemonic point of view of just like, slamming biden for this and just like just totally like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to america for all their efforts they couldn't stop it from happening biden i just was listening to his speech on the way over here uh he's just saying like i'm not going to spend another 10 years in afghanistan all the people saying that like oh 
you know, we could just continue to do what we're doing. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. And he's had a lot of other dumb shit too. But for the most part, it's over. They couldn't stop him from doing it. The bottom line is there is no evacuation, evacuation from the end of a war that you can run without the kinds of complexities, challenges, and threats we faced. None. It was time to end this war. So now they're complaining about uh, all the inanimate objects we left behind. And then the other thing is uh, all the dogs we left behind. Did you see that? The, the heck like, and puppers. The heck and puppers have been left in crates, you know? They, all the service dogs that we left behind to be rounded up and killed by the <laughs> Taliban. That's the really outrageous thing now. And the other thing is, like, this idea that, like, I mean, the idea that there's still, like, thousands of Americans in Afghanistan who are just stuck there. And I'm just sort of thinking, like, okay, like, if that's true, like, I mean, I'd probably, like, hope they can get out of the country. But, like, I mean... Didn't they have, like, months to fucking just get out of Afghanistan? Like, what the fuck were they doing there in the first place? I would like to know what everyone was doing there, honestly. <laughs> it's not a, I mean, it's just not a place you go, like, to vibe, generally. You have a reason for being there. So, yeah, um, uh, this is another really good thing. This is one of my favorite clips I saw this week. Um, this, is, uh, this is Glenn Beck was talking on the Glenn Beck show, and he was talking about, like, they are lying. That is a lie. I have more than 240 requests from people coming into our email. They're saying, please, can you help us get out? It's a lie. And I just love the idea of like, if that's true, you're an American, like stuck behind enemy lines, like the Taliban is closing in, closing in. Email Glenn Beck's radio show. (laughs) He's going to get you out. He's going to help you. (laughs) Colonel Sanders to the rescue. Obviously, like in light of the uh, the drone strike that, you know, I mean, look, look, he's still Joe Biden. He's yeah. still the guy he's always been. So, yeah. like, I mean, that's that's monstrous. And like, obviously, like, uh, you know, millions of people are about to be evicted into yeah. into, you know, into covid if, with no federal assistance. Like all that shit's about to run out. Millions of people are going to be thrown out in the streets in this country. And the Biden administration's response to that is um, we're calling on all law schools and law students to come together to come up with yeah. some ideas about how we can yeah. deal with this. These are the these are the procedural tricks that Merrick yeah. Garland, uh, everyone was salivating about. Yeah, there's so much. I just um, I saw a lawyer who I know um, to breaking my rule that all lawyers on Twitter are tied for worst lawyer of all time. This guy seems to know what he's talking about. But um, you know, I was curious, like, what could the DOJ itself actually do? Turns out a lot. Yeah, out a lot. I just wanted to know all the things and like, yeah, no, they could, uh, there's something they could file under the FHA that, uh, it's disproportionately impacts, uh, Latino and black communities. They could do that to throw a wrench in it. There's a shit ton they could do, but Merrick Garland's thing is just like volunteer. If you're a lawyer, just find, you know, find any eviction case in your city and just be like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, like, obviously in light of those things, like, it, it's weird. Like, it, it doesn't feel good to me to, like, see these things from Joe Biden and be like, yo, he's killing it. But I got, like, I'm like, let's go, let's go down the list of just the Irish Joe rundown this week. You got him falling asleep on camera while talking to Naftali Bennett, the Israeli PM. That was, that was pretty great. I, I just, like, I don't <laughs> want to like him. But, like, that was one of the best things any American president has ever done, hands down. I'm just waiting for him to just, just pull out the, like, the jerk-off hand motion <laughs> the next time he start talking. Um, there was uh, the New York Post 
um, had a photo of him checking his watch at the memorial for the 13 dead American soldiers. <laughs> he's had it. He's done. He's, he's, he's on the way out in every sense. So he's lost any of the, any of the, the uh, handholds onto conventional behavior that have dictated politicians' decisions before now. He's a, he's a truly free man, the only one we've got in America. Literally, like, he's got to figure, like, okay, I've got, like, what, like, 500 hours left? Yeah, right. When I die, I'm going to, like, just blow away, like, dandelion spores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll not, be like my body's I'm... not even going to last after a second my heart stops. It'll be like how vampires died in the sun in True Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, th- th- this is the most Irish show of all. Courtesy of The Telegraph, the Tory paper in the U.K., a headline, Joe Biden holds grudges and will punish Britain for Afghanistan, criticism allies said. British cabinet insiders quoted as suggesting the U.S. president looked gaga and described him as doolally. Joe heard that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I thought this was interesting because about a day after, there was a thing leaked from the American side that the British kept that gate open. Yep. Yeah. That the ISIS-K guy got through, which is interesting. Interesting. And, you know, I've seen Joe have better tricks than this still, still in this in his advanced age. And I do wonder what he has in store for the UK. Seriously. It's like maybe those uh, maybe that hundred thousand assault rifles we left there end up in dairy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, the article begins. uh, Joe Biden, quote, will remember comments about his mental acuity emanating from senior figures in the UK. I mean, not really. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He's I, not going to remember them. I mean, what he, what, what, sense. No, I mean, what he means is like he told his granddaughter to tell him that they said right. that every well, day. Yeah. He got a tattoo of it like Memento. Yeah, he's like Memento guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says, he turns it's, over it's, a photo of the queen. Don't, don't believe, believe her lies. lies. <laughs> biggest, believe her lies. biggest drug dealer in the world. <laughs> Uh, no, you say that, like, I mean, obviously he doesn't remember much, but, but like, you know, obviously he remembers stuff from his youth and how good his dad drove a car, but I think even with his brain, you do remember vividly slights against you. People yep. have annoyed you. People have insulted you. Yep. And Britain, they're about to face the wrath. You're about the to face the wrath of a fully operational <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get into a Gundam suit and just uh, <laughs> drop kick the London eye. Well, I mean, this is, I have really enjoyed watching the British reaction to it. That's because, the funniest thing of all, yeah. Because, like, half that country is like, we should go back in. Like, they didn't have anyone they there for the past seven years. Yeah. And it is like, it's, I mean, it's pretty unmistakable what it is to me. It's just them, like, it's them realizing it's over. They're never coming back as a global empire in no circumstances. They're finished. Yeah. And going like, wait, one last one. One last one. Let us do one last Let one. Let us do a little bit more uh, boy boy play. <laughs> yeah. Let, let us put on our pith helmets and be perverts uh, in the Orient just one more time. For old time's sake, come on. Like uh, like Tessio in The Godfather. For old time's sake. <laughs> one more time. No. Get out. Nope. Get in the car. Uh it says, it came after cabinet insiders were quoted as suggesting the U.S. president looked at Gaga and described him as Dulali in the wake of the fall of Kabul. I mean, we've been, saying, the- we've been saying he looked Dulali for years yeah. now. And yeah. like, what, do we get any credit for that? Do we have any grudges held against us? No. Well, we didn't, like, we didn't partition Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> we tried when we were there. <laughs> uh, it says, the Brits have their view, but they should be careful. What's been said is offensive, and he will remember it. He actually has a long memory, a U.S. source told the Telegraph. 
It's always been his way that if somebody says something really bad to him or about him, he doesn't speak to them again. He, that, does, he does bear grudges. Boris Johnson should know that. The source added, added, the president is not Gaga. He actually picked up his game quite a bit since the campaign. <laughs> Comments by Cabinet Insider is calling Mr. Biden Gaga were first printed in the UK, but were repeated in the Washington Post and read in the White House. It threatened to plunge the beleaguered special relationship to a new world. This special relationship, sorry, Britain, uh, it's time for us to open up the special relationship. Here. Yeah. We're, 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 we're being poly now as a country. Well, I mean, like, what are we going to get out of that relationship now? That is like, it's literally like being. James Corden. Yeah. No, that's yeah, what that's we have what to show for That's what we from us. this fucking bullshit. Some pervert in a, in a furry <laughs> in a costume, costume. We doing have disgusting, <laughs> thrusting sexual motions at, at innocent uh, passersby, fucking menace to society. There are probably literally millions of disgusting Americans who could do James Corden's job. 100%. That guy who, who sang the, uh, the Hamilton song about Fauci. Yeah. That should be James Corden. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy whose dick comes out all the time. No, he's better than James Corden. <laughs> His pants dude is like it's far superior. He should be, like, he should be in the Tonight Show. Get, yeah, get he should be Fallon out of there. That should be the only late night show. <laughs> is pants dude? Yeah, and every monologue he comes out, he says, "We have a great show for you tonight," and then boom, dick falls out. <laughs> every guest pulls just yanks down the basketball shorts. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh no!" Oh! The best oh, Emily Blunt and The Rock. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the Rock's looking at my wiener. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing about Pants Dude is that he's like always embarrassed when yeah. his pants come off. But he has like an 11-inch cock. Yeah, he's a huge dick. I love him. You should be excited. The president will say publicly that everything is fine, that our ties have never been stronger. But behind the scenes, we are at a very dangerous moment. For him, Mr. Biden, it's my way or the highway. He added, it's incumbent on Boris Johnson to come to the defense of the special relationship. When you have individual MPs talking like this, it's harmful. But when the prime minister says something, it reverberates around the halls of power in Washington. Johnson needs to take dramatic action to secure the relationship. You know, Biden... What, 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 what is the dramatic action he's going to Biden's going to come home and uh, Boris Johnson's going to be like in a, in a French-made costume holding the pot roast. Like he's going to liven the relationship back up. He's going he's gonna to bring the spice back. Yet there's nothing to be done. They're the only thing they could do that would like make Joe Biden happy is give up Northern Ireland. It's true. That's literally that. it. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Read between the lines here. Yep. Read between the lines. What are they really talking about? What, what's Joe... What is what is Irish Joe's revenge going to be, mm -hmm. folks? We know during the campaign he was happy to have photos of him and Jerry Adams arm and arm. Yep, it's coming soon. He's he's calling up Boris Johnson, going, "Listen, Mac, why don't you tell your wife I won those medals down in Flanders?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, what is the UK's hand to play against yeah. us? Like we've already seen it. It's for like Rory Stewart to call Joe Biden irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that guy. Yeah, that's really going to resonate in fucking America. They have no, they have nothing. They have no hand they can play. They're brexited out, so it's yeah. like, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, you already, oh, already no. took your ball and went home. Oh, do like, oh no, are you gonna have a trade deal with Australia? <laughs> oh, that would really hurt us. Oh, 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 no, really sounds, really sounds like you guys are in a jam. Why don't you join the EU and pivot towards <laughs> Europe more? That guy Roy Stewart, and I haven't thought about him since our UK trip, but I, I just saw him back here. I just saw him on like just a video speaking on the news. Like, whoa. 
Yeah. Willem the fuck face back in yeah. the news. Jesus Christ. Goes, Every time I see him interviewed and I like have to remember who he is, I'm like, are they interviewing this man because like he he's so sick? <laughs> <laughs> Local man has mysterious condition. Yeah, he just wants to meet us meet some politicians as his make a wish. <laughs> I like the uh, photos he posted when he was campaigning. Where it's like he's doing a disgusting smile with everyone, but the only black guy he meets, yeah. he just he just looks like he looks like he has like forty warheads in his mouth. <laughs> his lips are totally sealed. Uh, as, after Cobble fell, Mr. Johnson tried to speak to Mr. Biden by phone, but it took thirty six hours for a conversation to happen. And another phone call a week later, Mr. Biden point blank rejected Mr. Bi- Mr. Johnson's request for a delay to the August thirty first withdrawal deadline. I mean, I, I, sounds good to me. I don't want. I don't. I look. I, I know we've been on this Joe vibe and Irish Joe jacking on shit. Like I, I don't. I don't like doing it. But when I when I read stuff like this, it's just I got. Dude. I mean, the nice thing is he's going to do something every day where you're like, oh yeah, he's been a piece of shit for like ninety years. Yeah. In a rare TV interview last week, he hit back at the Centic NATO allies saying. They had a choice to stay in Afghanistan despite the U.S. pulling out. I mean, go for it. Yeah. Facts. Fucking yeah. drop the Bengal answers in there. Have fun. There, have been a, there has been a torrent of criticism of the president from ministers and MPs over the botched withdrawal, which left British officials scrambling to get U.K. citizens out of Afghanistan. Mr. Johnson and Ben Wallace, the defense secretary, have pointed the finger at Washington in explaining why U.K. troops could not remain in Afghanistan. The prime minister told Parliament the mission in Afghanistan could not be continued without American support and air power. Well, the Taliban have a bigger air force than them now. So, so. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Good luck with that. But, Piss um, them off enough and they're going to fuck your shit up. Armored cars and tanks and guns <laughs> came to take away our sons, but every man must stand behind the men from Delaware. <laughs> the man from Delaware. Uh, we support him. Come out, you Mac and Jacks. <laughs> All right. Well, um, moving along to uh, internet, you know, we've been talking a lot about Afghanistan, but there was another news story today that I, 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 I think uh, warrants bringing up. China limits online video games to three hours a week for young people. New regulation will ban minors from playing video games entirely between Monday and Thursday. Now, I mean, obviously, I want Felix's take on this, but I mean, I, I, I saw I saw that Jeff Fuck guy. I mean, I'm bringing this up because I saw him say, <laughs> "I'd love to hear the dirtbag left uh, what they have to say about this." And what I have to say about it is, um, once again, um, President G killing it. Like, I just absolutely he's doing the right thing here. I mean, I, yeah, I wholly support it. I don't like. I mean, like, just as. I mean, like, I just don't like the idea of the government like telling you to do that. That you have to do that in general, but like. That doesn't apply said, to people th- over eighteen. What? It doesn't apply to right, people right, over right, right. I mean, that said, like the effects of like all this, everything that we have now on children, we don't really know. I feel like, and I can't assume it's like amazing. Uh, but again, that said, I don't like a a universal government prohibition on it. I yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, like most of the Chinese players I run into are students in Vancouver who are over 18 and living in North America anyway, and buying every CSGO skin in the world. So we'll see. I just, re- I'm just respect, I respect them for just trying, just giving a shot, just trying to interdict, just seeing, seeing the writing on the wall of what happens if you just let kids vent all of their energy, all, all, all of the feelings they have into this fantasy realm. 
and and knowing that if you just let it happen, you're going to create a generation of people who just can't function and, and just giving some attempt to, to interdict that. Now, whether it'll work, my guess is probably not, uh, but I just respect the effort. I respect, I respect that you're, the attempt to like impose some sort of a limit, some sort of a fucking limit on how much you can just escape things. I mean, it, to that end, though, I'd say like smartphones are infinitely more oh, yeah. damaging no, that's than true online too. games. Well, that's the problem. Is like you, you, that's one half of it. You know, you can like set limits, but I mean, if you don't give people, if there isn't something for people to do otherwise, then it's not really helpful. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not uh, cumulative. You know, you have to uh, provide a context where life can have meaning. And uh, and you can only do that so much with limitations on things. I mean, they're just going to be us in like fifty to hundred years. No, it's so true. Good luck with see, meaning. That's just it. Is that they see that, and the, you can see them just trying to press buttons. But the real the real levers are the ones that that could actually change that are the ones that uh, that are untouchable because you know they're the ones that generate all the economic activity that that keep the the uh, party in power. I mean, it was. I did see another. I saw a post from like a journalist that was like, I'm. Oh, look at the, how can you look at this and say they're a normal country, which is like <laughs> hilarious for so like that's the thing that go that they do in China that you're like, all right, that's it. This is Nazi Germany. <laughs> this is, like, this is not children normal. playing Roblox can only play Roblox for three hours a week. But also it's like, well, what I mean, what does this country do to like younger black men? Yeah. Like below a certain economic line where it's just it's like you can play as many video games as you want. And by video games, we mean a low intensity civil war yeah. in your major urban center yeah. where there are literally no social services and you just kill each other and we don't give a shit. So yeah, China waging, waging wars against ga- against the gaming scourge. I just hope that it leads to kids finding uh, more wholesome, uh, fun activities. Like maybe you'll see a, a surge in people pushing hoops with large sticks or uh, putting uh, balls in a cup. Hopefully. That would be funny if they did do, like, you tried that. Like, there's just no online games, and the only things you can do are, like, playing jacks. Yeah. But it just creates the same shitty environment. You're still, like, swatting people. <laughs> still, like, revenge porn and shit over jacks. Like, who the best jacks player yeah. is. Whether, like, like, whenever a girl tries to play jacks, they're like, you stupid cunt. <laughs> yeah, you call the cops on someone because they, ha- they took your favorite Aggie when you were playing marbles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just how things are. And just you play it for like fourteen straight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like yeah. you 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 die of exhaustion playing jazz. Well, that is like okay. There is there was this guy that like my sister worked with, who who like you know those people who anytime you just hear a tidbit of conversation, it's like you just like you feel like you have heartburn. It's yeah. like oh boy, that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, one of the things he said was, uh, I dropped out of university on account of uh, playing too much bridge. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, maybe that's just like a thing, you know? Maybe when, that's when, just always been a thing. Yeah. When did he go to, wait, where did he go to school? Time travel university? <laughs> he was very old. <laughs> okay, all right. One of the only reasons I'm like saying this on the show is because he's like so old that I like don't think it would ever get back to him. I would feel really sad about that. I mean, they could be like, uh, like a like Twitch streamer should just start like jumping rope, you know, like <laughs> yeah. like, like Ninja is just doing hopscotch. He's like the best hopscotcher in the world. It'd be good for cardio. Get, get kids moving again. Um, Michelle Obama tried, but 
You know, all she had was uh, was scolding people, making them eat shitty lunch. It's not going to do it. Uh, I mean, Catherine had the idea that we need to get back. We need to get people back into like novelty, novelty items, like like joke stores. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be subsidized joke stores in every major uh, American city and small ones too. Get people uh, learn close in magic. Uh, figure out how to uh, do the hand buzzer thing effectively. Uh, squirt, squirting, uh, squirting lapels. I mean, uh, fake vomit. Fake vomit. You get you get some kid. You, you, know, you give a child. You give a child. Put down the screen. Give them some fake vomit and fake dog poop. That's hours of just growing their imagination, yep. um, making them physically fit, uh, just giving them uh, the confidence to become like full mature adults. Yeah, absolutely. Of uh, the little buzzer, the little hand buzzer. Yeah, they the love gum that. that's a mousetrap. Yeah, yeah. The world becomes your oyster when you can play hilarious pranks on everybody. Although I don't know how you can handle how you square uh, universal. Uh, pranking with uh, more guns than people in the country. It might, <laughs> yeah. might be a few misunderstandings. Yeah, someone just fucking wipes out a shopping mall because they got hand buzzered. That is what would happen in this country. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If somebody gets like the uh, the the gum that like turns their teeth black and they just machine gun an entire school. <laughs> someone gets hit with invisible ink. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing is too. There will just like always be inequality still. And it's like it's not like reciprocal pranks. Like there's just gonna be a class of people that always prank, and a class of people who are always getting pranked. It's true. There's yeah, an astonishing inequality between prankers and prankies. Yeah, yep. it's just that the children, the children of privilege, they'll be laughing when they put fake dog poop on someone's car seat, and then like you know, like the, the poor and working people, they're just gonna think someone took a shit in their car. Yeah, one yeah. percent of the population, of ninety nine percent of the whippy cushions. They're doing ninety nine percent of the hot foots and the itching powders. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Chinese children be you know uh, uh, take up wholesome activities like pranks, close magic, and you know what? Like thanks to CRT in our schools, American kids aren't learning to count cards anymore or gamble. They're learning about privilege instead of about how to play blackjack. There are no more slots classes in America. It's really sad. Yeah, no, no, th- th- as we learned, the fucking pal guys, they got each shade at the swap. Those kids, they never learned how to fucking K- NBA, K- NBA Cam. Cam never broke again. Had yeah. a very good system, but it all kind of fell off the rails the last our last slot session. Yeah, see. And, you know, it's like because, yeah, they're, they're products of, uh, you know, an American educational system that is, you know, teaching kids about their feelings instead of about Instead of about, you know, the suits and, and, and multipliers and bonuses. <laughs> and somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. But in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when the But yeah, I uh, just thought, uh, look, well, I, th- I think we'll be back to like, uh, there, there's, there's some domestic issues to talk about. And we're, we're, we're definitely like next week's show. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, next episode. We're moving on from Afghanistan, but because like today is officially the last day of the war in Afghanistan, I do have one last reading series uh, to mark the end of the war in Afghanistan. Uh, this one comes courtesy of Dan Schnur. <laughs> Dan Schnur. Are writing- you sure that's your name, man? <laughs> Are you sure you didn't like sneeze like 40 years ago in a job application? Just like, fine, whatever. Yeah. He, he never had the heart to correct no, anybody. Yeah. No one's taken him aside and been like, "Are you?" Are you positive? <laughs> your last Just go, like, go, have you ever seen your birth certificate? Are you <laughs> yeah. sure that's on there? Yeah. Uh, writing in Dan Schnur, writing in Jewish Journal, one of the best headlines, one of the best fucking headlines I've seen in a while. Will there be a BDS movement against the Taliban? <laughs> I've been trying. I've been like 
It's hard, man. It's like really difficult. I mean, most people are like me. Like that's the best place to get opium. It's the best place to get gemstones. <laughs> um, and uh, like dancers, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's like you you go on you go on Etsy now, and I'm like, if you like all these Afghanistan sellers. There's great deals on night vision goggles and Blackhawk helicopters. Yeah. You can't you can't get that anywhere else. But it's going to be yes. Like I think as a consumer, you do have an ethical duty not to support the Taliban by buying stuff that they're selling. I was going to surprise my brother-in-law with a Bradley fighting vehicle. It was just <laughs> going to be in the living room of their apartment one day. So it says here, uh, uh, the boycott divestment sanctions movement and its followers might actually have the opportunity to do something good this week. No, really. <laughs> The United States Human Rights Council, which usually devotes most of its time to criticizing Israel for defending itself against terrorist attacks. That's exactly why they do that. <laughs> has called an emergency meeting to examine potential human rights abuses committed by the Taliban during their takeover of Afghanistan. I really love this because like, right off the bat, he's like, the, you know, the people who like their entire thing is human rights. I mean, usually they're full of shit because they're always talking about Israel. <laughs> but like, just just so happens that they found a human rights abuse that's actually real. Now, now we should take them seriously. Uh, there are already reports of Taliban militia ordering women to give up their jobs and to remain indoors, closing schools for girls, and forcing young women to marry their fighters. Not to mention the persecution of ethnic and religious minorities and whippings, beatings, and other violence against Afghani civilians. Where it's like, yeah, like that, this is sort of the Human Rights Council. This is their beat. So, uh, yeah, it would be bad if a country violently persecuted an ethnic and religious minority within its own borders. Yeah, I hate to see it. It would seem that this should be an open and shut case for a UN entity with the express purpose of promoting and protecting human rights around the world. But over the years... The Human Rights Council has dedicated the overwhelming majority of its time to Israel bashing to the point where the Jewish state has received an official condemnation from the council on no fewer than 78 occasions since it was reconstituted in 2006, more than the rest of the world combined. I mean, like, why do you think that is, dude? <laughs> and it's like, look, all, all of these resolutions are non-binding. I mean, Israel is also in the country more than any other country in the world that is in current in open violation of more UN resolutions than any other country in yeah. the world. But because America and the UK is on the Security Council, it'll never amount to shit. Right. So, I mean, you should be happy, dude. Like, it's just none of this shit matters for you. You can keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on ethnically cleansing the West Bank. Keep on bombing Gaza. Keep on basically running like an, you know, yeah, like an open concentration camp in front of the rest of the world. It's fine for you. It's just like all the, they just have to like deal with like some non-binding statement that like, yeah, it's really bad that Israel is doing this. Yeah. That that's is always, that's the most annoying thing is when somebody who is just uh, exercising right of conquest, uh, ruling by the, the fucking sword, then also wants everyone else to tell them that they're actually nice and doing a good job. It's like there's, there's some things you just have to give up if you're going to do that, and that's one of them. I'm sorry. And he says, um, in other words, the atrocities, cruelty, and the barbarism that is a feature of daily life in Iran, North Korea, and Syria, just to name a few countries, is of less concern to the commission's members than Israel's efforts to protect its citizens against the constant threats of violence from its foes. But that's what they say. Yeah. Assad's doing that shit to protect his people, too. In his mind and in and, and, and his population. That, like that, that has no... You are just deciding that they're in the wrong and that Israel is in the right, but the, the logic is precisely the same. And also, I, it's like... I mean, I, I, like, I don't know if I agreed with when we had the IRGC train American police. <laughs> yeah, right. 
when we, you know, when we make all every, literally everyone in the House of Representatives, every senator, like every governor, go to the Syrian American Political Action Committee <laughs> to pledge loyalty, make it illegal to boycott Syria. Don't always agree with that. The three to four billion dollars a year we give every country in the world, <laughs> but also with I mean, no strings attached. I like what you're just saying. Like he's like, oh, like I guess you're saying, oh, like uh. All the atrocities and barbarism that Israel does, like I guess, like uh, oh, it doesn't matter when uh, North Korea, Syria, and Iran do the exact same barbarism and cruelty. It's just like, well, dude, you're you're throwing yourself in with those countries. <laughs> you're just saying they do it more than us. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but and even that's not usually true. Uh, yeah, it says uh, the United States, the European Union, and Canada have all criticized the tribunal for its single-minded focus on Israel, as have two former UN secretaries generals and even the council's own former president. Israelis have to act like the UN is the UN and Deus Ex. <laughs> they have to act like it's like the single political entity on earth. Yeah, the fucking UN is always fucking with my shit. <laughs> it's like in the reality, it's like they act like... Uh, like they act like UN is uh, Eric Bogosian in Uncut Gems, but it's actually those two dorks who you won't let him go to the jewelry shop. This fucking guy. Oh, you brought your heavy? <laughs> it's Canada. It's Justin Trudeau. <laughs> but earlier this year, after the terrorist organization Hamas launched several days of missile attacks into Israel, the council launched an unprecedented permanent fact finding mission against Israel. Oh, no. Someone's, there's a fact finding mission that's been launched against Israel. It's like, Dude, you're launching just like airstrike after airstrike into your own concentration camp. Also, like someone's going to find out the facts. Oh, no. I mean, it also, Israel is basically, basically Israel is running fact-finding missions on American campuses. That's true. <laughs> yes, find right. out if a 19-year-old said something that wasn't nuanced enough about <laughs> Israel. <laughs> you're fucking putting people's names and faces up and trying to prevent them from getting any fucking job. Fully funded by the Israel lobby. Fully funded by Israelis. If we're really if we're going to prohibit fact-finding missions, then everyone in Canary Mission, if they're an American citizen, should be imprisoned and deported. It says, uh, yeah, this fact-finding mission, the first time in the UN's history that a member state was subject to such an inquiry. The council also commenced an investigation into alleged war crimes committed by the Jewish state and for good measure called for an arms embargo to be imposed on Israel as well. I mean, I, like... You have your own arms manufacturing companies, but just like just the idea that like their 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 endless supply of money and weapons would be cut off or like even just slightly reduced is like no country in the world has ever faced such fucking such such prejudice, such, such an unprecedented assault on their sovereignty. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're like not letting countries get fucking access to uh, vaccines or or even being able to use financial instruments, let alone fucking uh, weapons manufacturing. It is exceedingly improbable that the council would shift their focus from the imagined transgressions of Israel <laughs> to the actual atrocities taking place in Af Afghanistan. But if leading voices in the BDS movement were so inclined, the Taliban's rampage of violence, misogyny, and hate-mongering could prevent, present them with an opportunity to demonstrate that their concerns about human rights violations are not just an excuse to engage in the continuous exercises of anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism. If the BDSers decided to set aside their single-minded bias and hatred towards Israel for just a short period of time to focus their spotlight instead on the Taliban's daily outrages, it could help pressure the Human Rights Commission to make the same adjustment. Like, to what end? Yeah. Like, I just, like, what, like, th this is the infuriating thing about this, this article. Because, like, obviously the, the headline is moronic <laughs> on its face. I mean, like, it's, it's boycott, divest, sanctions. Like, okay, 
we're gonna we're gonna sanction the Taliban now. It's like I'm sure we already are. Yeah. Like it's like so, and then boycott and divest. It's like okay, damn. Like all these American corporations are gonna have to divest from the Taliban. I mean, as we've talked about for the last two three weeks on the show, the divestment, the people fighting against that are the CIA. They're the only people who are invested in the Taliban or Afghanistan. Uh, and boycott. It's like okay, there's nothing to fucking boycott. What are you talking about? It's like. At no point in this is there an ask for like what the BDS movement should do, like to as applied to the Taliban in Afghanistan, except except for just only talk about the Taliban and never bring up. Israel. Well, that's the thing. Is yeah, no, that's a, literally what yeah. they want. It's like just do it for a little bit, and then people will think you're being f- more fair-minded. But uh, I really don't think that that's the idea. The, the idea is how about you just talk about them forever and uh, just leave Israel alone? Come on. And like, yeah, whether you're for or against it, like the BDS movement is like some is, is you know, something that grows out of like a, a popular movement, like led by like civil society in Palestine to be like, if, if if you care about the Palestinian people, like here is something you can do. So like, like, why should it apply to every other fucking country in the world? This is about Israel and Palestine. This is about Israel's treatment of Palestine and something that you can do. To uh, yeah, to boycott uh, just sim- just simply boycott products that are made in you know like in the occupied West Bank. That's it. Granted, the temporary reorientation would do nothing to reverse or even weaken the entry anti-Israel hatred that flows unceasingly from either BDS supporters or council members. It's just like again, like nobody nobody's stopping them from doing any of this shit. It's just like maybe more maybe more than it has been like ten or twenty years ago, particularly in America, like people are noticing and like speaking out and getting mad about it or, or like trying to make an issue out of it. But as far as the media and our government goes, like nothing has fucking changed. No. Absolutely there, there nothing are, has changed. There are like major Western countries where the split is like 65% of the public is against Israel. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, there, is, there is no uh, structural pressure anywhere. Uh, and even uh, as like they they have this i honestly i really feel like these guys at a certain level they must know that it doesn't matter what the population actually thinks about israel because even if their opinions change that's not going to change they're still going to have to you know participate in politics by voting for one of the two parties that at the top are all dedicated to maintaining the structures that exist it's it really does feel like they just well i got to do something right like i got to have a job i got to yeah. go to work every day uh, and this is a way for me to do it in a way that's nice and comfortable and beautifully because there's no stakes. There's no uh, requirements on my part. I don't have to worry about doing a bad job at it because it doesn't fucking matter what I do. And, and like, I get to be published in newspapers and, and, and stuff. You know, and, and despite Joe Biden literally falling asleep. But again, who wouldn't fall asleep listening to that fucking moron, <laughs> that, that fucking idiot drone on? Like just anything not to hear his voice. Yeah. Just. Like I mean, you don't have to be an old man to fucking just like just want to check out of whatever this asshole is talking about. But despite all of that, look, Joe Biden, like this is one special relationship we're not opening up. Yeah, no, no, yeah. This I mean, hell, like nowhere. Uh, if they wanted to get Joe uh, back on their side, if he's like pip miffed at Israel, they just have to remind him of the King David hotel bombing and all the lime music got blown up, and he'll be like, okay, never mind. You guys are cool because he only really hates the British. On the American side, the only thing that would change that special relationship would be, as always, an American Napoleon. Yeah. It says, um, uh, but, but it would, uh, it says, uh, or weaken the anti-Israel ha- hatred that flows unceasingly from either BDS reporters or council members, but it would eliminate one level of hypocrisy from their core arguments. Their seemingly myopic belief that there is only one country on the planet that deserves scrutiny for its conduct. 
Like, okay, I mean, obviously that's horseshit. Like, I mean, everyone is aware that there are, like, a, a lot of countries that do a lot of terrible human rights abuse, ours included, yeah. to our own citizens and others. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're an American, I mean, you know, like, this is not, like, a, a novel insight, but, like, why, like, why does Israel, uh, why single them out for special abuse and they're like, oh, like, North Korea does horrible things, too. It's like, my tax dollars don't pay for North Korea to do that. And, like, we're actively trying to stop North Korea from doing that instead of as assisting them <laughs> doing whatever any bad thing like we're at like you have a special responsibility to this because america has a special relationship with israel you can't have it two ways yeah well they would very much like to though they would very much like to, to continue to please have it two ways thank you very much I and mean, we said it over and over again on this show if these people just want americans to shut the fuck up about israel or me to shut the fuck up about israel or stop singling them out then stop taking four billion dollars a year and all the excess military uh, aid that we give you on top of that. Yeah. Stop vetting our senators. Stop vetting our lieutenant governor candidates. Stop vetting our American college students. Yeah. And like, yeah, then then you would be just another bad country in the world. And yeah. like, we wouldn't need there there, there wouldn't be like an added um, uh, imperative for Americans or American politicians to speak out against you because we would be like not at least. You know, we would still just you know probably look the other way, but we wouldn't be actively abetting the, your atrocities and crimes. But yeah, that's the that's the thing is is it's the forget, forgetting the the fact that we're we are paying for it, their insistence that we like it, that and not just like at the government level, but at the citizen level, that every American not only accede to it, but accede to it happily, and and to to be part of a project for it, uh, no matter what they do. That that is. It is a bridge too far, as it should be for any fucking person. It's like, my God, we already have no fucking dignity or autonomy in this country. You want to literally come into my brain and set up shop so that I can fucking just uh, be like a, a C-and-say that just repeats whatever the fuck uh, is coming out of your propaganda shop. Their implied belief that Israel is so uniquely malignant in its behavior that human rights abuses everywhere else in the world should be overlooked or minimalized reveals their true, true motivations delegitimizing and ultimately eliminating the world's only Jewish state. I mean, just in that sentence itself, it's just like sort of like, oh, I'd be lying if I said we weren't committing human <laughs> rights abuses. But like, we're not the only ones doing it. We're the only Jewish state doing it. And that <laughs> yeah, makes yeah, it okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, calling out the Taliban would have no impact on the core falsehood at the heart of anti-Zionism. The ridiculous notion that Israel's efforts to defend itself and its people against violent terrorism somehow violates the human rights of those committed to Israel's destruction. By those committed to Israel's discussion, destruction, they mean like a teenager in yeah. Gaza who just got his head blown off by a sniper. Yeah. But at the very least, it would temporarily cast some necessary attention on the genuine brutality and actual carnage being committed in Afghanistan. I'm sorry, like all of the violence that took place over the last couple of weeks in our pullout in Afghanistan, all of it, and let's say even times it by 10, or just like take every exaggerated account, like just assume the worst, assume it's a hundred times worse than what we've seen, doesn't amount, just in, just in terms of pure body count, doesn't even match Israel's latest assault on Gaza. Yeah. And also, uh, okay, we're going to highlight uh, the, the, the crimes of the Taliban. Uh, we're going to BDS the Taliban. What's that? Oh, there's really nothing to BDS. Well, I guess we got to invade again. Like that's it. That's all we could do. Whereas the whole the, the reason that the BDS is a live current is because it is a way to intervene in a foreign uh, country's uh, human rights abuses without blowing anybody up. 
which is basically off the table in every other country because there are quote unquote official enemies. So our intervention, even, I mean, even sanctions are fucking acts of war. Whereas here you literally could just press a button and stop the fucking money from flowing in with, and that doesn't require any fucking uh, pallets of, uh, of uh, opium changing hands or, or uh, C-130 gunships machine blowing up hospitals. You just press a button and stop fucking money from going in. And that, for a lot of people is a very attractive proposition because it's a possibility of affecting uh affecting human rights at, at places where they're being violated as catastrophically as any place in the world without uh signing on to a larger american imperial military project and they're saying no you don't even get that you don't even get uh that kind of valve uh so i guess the only thing left we got to do is invade israel <laughs> they won't listen to reason <laughs> but yeah i mean it's, it's idea like whether it's america or israel i'm like you know like you know when, when you bring up the like you know in response to this idea that like oh like the taliban are killing innocent afghanis afghans afghans sorry um like yeah like like that's terrible like i i mean like violent abuse of people anywhere in the world is terrible but like if you aren't an american like yeah you can condemn it Sure, like we all condemn it. Like I would assume any decent human being would, right. but like your power to affect it is minimal. But, right. Like, if you are an American, like you have a special moral obligation to condemn the actions being done in your name by a country in which is ostensibly a democracy and that you are an active citizen and participant in. I mean, that's so that, that is why it yeah. is worse that Eddie Gallagher killed twelve Afghans, twelve Afghan children, than if the Taliban did the same thing. If you are an American, right? And the, we're. Uh at the end of the day, like they really just want us to give up the fantasy that we have any uh, control over this. They just want us to uh, to accept that these con- these relationships, these these uh, conditions are imposed on us. And it's like, fine, you know what? Whatever, we'll do that. But then to take the extra step and say you you also have to uh, not just accept your powerlessness, but to uh, invest it with meaning. Uh, and and to say actually I ha- I'm glad I don't have any power over this because it's good what they're doing it's very very good it's it's just it's the totalitarian instinct of the of 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 anyone in that kind of power like the Israeli state is is in a position now where it is able to imagine itself with this total totalizing control of its own population and then that in, indicates a an ability to exert its influence everywhere else just like us i mean they really are just like a concentrated version of the united states uh and their demand really is just everyone's mind they, they just want everyone to to sign off no matter I, what i will say this if israel is getting down about singled out about not having like a hundred percent of americans like maybe it once was maybe you once felt that way there is a group that loves you so much They've attacked everyone in your region. I mean, everyone but you, ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, hey, what about Iran? What about Syria? It's like, yeah, ISIS has that exact same opinion. Like, yeah, they're much more pissed at at at, uh, at Shia, uh, at at other regimes. They 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 have no sweat. They have absolutely no sweat with Israel. Yeah, so, Israel doesn't really seem to have any sweat with them. Either. Yeah, exactly. Patch up their height, their fighters sometimes too. <laughs> Uh, let's close it out here. It says, uh, 
The much more likely outcome is that while the Taliban destroys a country, terrorizes its people, and subjugates its women... Destroys a country? Destroy- what have we been doing the last 20 <laughs> fucking years? The BDSers will remain silent. It's like, because look, Afghanistan and the Taliban isn't their fucking issue. Yeah. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about you and the conduct of Israel towards uh, the Palestinian people. I'm sorry we can't... Uh, again, it's just like... Uh, before you talk about anything Israel does, you have to go down the list of like not just current day historical crimes. You need to condemn every. You need to condemn Genghis Khan yeah. for what he yeah. did to Baghdad. <laughs> there are people in India who do that one, like Hindu <laughs> Hindu, Hindu how, however you Hindu uh, people like to do that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You think we're bad? What about what Genghis Khan did to us? <laughs> it's like okay, man. Every living descendant of Genghis Khan owes reparations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Khan breaking. <laughs> the Human Rights Council members will express their concern or issue an ineffectual statement or of admonition against the violence. Yeah, just like they do to Israel. It's yeah, ineffective. Yeah, I'm sorry. Has the UN ever invaded Israel? Like, what are you? What are you implying here? Then both will go back to their more accustomed and hypocritical work of singling out the state of Israel and its people. It's That's just, really sad. Yeah, it's just, I mean, like, you're getting singled out because you have, like, you are singled out among every other country in the world in that, like, you are allowed to do things because of the United States of America that no other country on the planet would get away with. Yeah. So, yeah, like, if you broke those kind of international laws that consistently and it was against American interests, you would be punished for it. So, like, no, like, they should be thanking their lucky stars that Israel is singled out in this way because they're singled out because it is only it's only a byproduct of the like huge and ridiculous like innate advantage that they have that allows them to, like I said, dispossess the Palestinian people of their land and sovereignty. Yeah. Well, they just that's just it though. They they have they have that, so they need a little more. They have that, they need more. It's never ever enough. It can't be enough. Even I mean, it's a combination of these people just has, sitting around in, in offices needing something to do, but also like, well, all right, if we've done this and we've, we've sanctified this regime and we've gotten away with this for so long, then the next step is seeing just how farther we can push it, uh, how much more we can uh, dictate the flow, not only of policy, but of public opinion. Well, I mean, I think the interesting thing here is like, I mean, it's, it, it seems like insane overkill because like, as we've said, like despite like whatever, whatever like, even if it is a significant shift, it's certainly among young people in, in, in public in like, you know, American public opinion on like, is it, is it cool for Israel to do this? Or like, I mean, like who, who is the more sympathetic party in this conflict? Like, even if that, even if that change among young people like is significant as we've laid out, it has absolutely no effect on like our government's policy. It's not, it's not, not changing a single democratic politician from pledging loyalty to Israel. It's not shutting off the billions of dollars in money or the, 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 lockstep fucking support that we have over like you know vetoing any any resolution in the UN that from ever being applied to them but I think like one of the reasons that they're so uh, touchy about this or like that, that, that they are interested in literally like uh, investigating college kids or like you know any, any professor of Middle Eastern studies that doesn't toe the line is because I think they realize because of this special relationship that allows them to you know conquer all of Palestine and subjugate every Palestinian within Israel's borders while saying that, like, no, we're not occupying them, is dependent on American public opinion to a large degree. Mm-hmm. So that, like, any, any minute change in the, like the, you know, change in the direction of, uh, you know, whether the, where the winds are blowing, uh, they feel it acutely because, like, you know, 
if American public opinion ever gets to the stage of like the public opinion of like, you know, other comparable modern democracies vis-a-vis Israel, um, it could have a very devastating effect on, on them in the long run. Yeah. But I mean, like, again, like not you're talking generations in the future here, but you know, like that, I just think like, yeah, like, like any shift in American public opinion. And like, I, I think especially among uh, American Jewish people, like who are under the age of 40, who have a completely, you know, unprecedentedly completely different view of this situation than their parents do. I think they kind of see the writing on the wall to a certain extent and are preparing for an eventuality in which they don't have like the implicit 100% support of the American government and only like 80% support of the American (laughs) government and its people. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, You know, Hopefully somebody uh, in Israel calls uh, uh, Biden senile. We'll see what happens. No, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure like, they, like there's a lot of the right wing in Israeli press is like, you know, going, going at Joe Biden for like falling asleep in front of their leader. But honestly, like I have not seen a lot of uh, um, like Israeli politicians or like the, like the Israeli media um, condemning Biden for the Afghanistan pullout or attacking him. I mean, maybe I just haven't seen it, but it seems like they are being a little bit more... <laughs> A little bit more ginger than the British press. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. because there's they're going concern. I mean, England is done. Cook. <laughs> England is ran the fuck through. Yeah, like they are blown. They're just they're just hanging out, waiting to get claimed by the ocean again. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even going to be able to hold on to whales in Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Much yeah, it's, it's just going to be like Ray Winstone just roasting on an awful beach. And <laughs> England is a pile of piss. It's a pile of piss. I hate. Um, but yeah, and then ultimately, twenty six plus six. What does it equal? One. It equals one. one, baby. What does it equal? One. In the name of love. All right, that does it for today's episode. Until uh, next time, we will be back. Bye bye. I'm just down along the fall road. It's where I long to be. Lying in the dark with the Provo Company. A comrade on me left, I another one on me right. A clip of ammunition for me little arm alive. I was stopped by a soldier, he said, You are a swine. He hit me with his rifle and he kicked me in the groin. I begged and I pleaded, oh, my manners were polite. But all the time I'm thinking of me little arm light. And it's down in the bog side, it's where I long to be. Lying in the dark with the Provo Company. A comrade on me left and another one on me right. And a clip of ammunition for me little arm light.